0: and welcome to Sonic Talk episode 580. It's this week not last week. Last week was a bit of a special case because we had a bunch of people in the studio which was great fun but it was rather disruptive to my normal flow of things where I've I've got 580 episodes that have all had the same layout in front of me and then last week it was all different so I was just, I don't know where I was but it was really good fun to have everybody in the studio and uh, we went out and had a lot of fun on that evening and a lovely meal so uh, thanks everybody for coming down and thanks for you lot for watching and all those things uh, this is the this is Sonic Talk it's a podcast to, to do with uh, music technology uh, for the next hour or so we'll be talking about uh, synthesizers uh, drum machines as well uh, software software Music production, uh, live performance, electronic music, all of the things that surround the making and the creation of music, whether it be pop music or contemporary music of any kind or whatever it may be. There's no real I'll ride, no reason to it. So um, I want to say thank you very much to Isotope, who will be uh, offering a prize for this week's competition. This week's competition is going to be Neutron 3. Uh, so, do stay tuned. We've swapped that from RX-7. Neutron 3 is the brand new version of Neutron, which has a lot of really cool stuff in it. So, uh, please do stay tuned. That'll be happening about halfway through the show. So, let's say hello to our guests. Uh, we'll start with Mr. Yoad Nevo, who's there in uh, Tel Aviv, uh, where he's working on Waves stuff. That's his. Uh, he's in He's the Waves part of the month. Uh, he's also a music producer, songwriter, mix engineer, does lots and lots of stuff, and obviously, plug-in developer with Waves. How are you, Yoad? Are you well?
1: yeah i'm great great good to be here
0: yeah exactly. as always it hasn't worked out we just haven't quite figured out how to synchronize so but it's really good to have you this week so uh what have you have you been working on anything you can tell us about i i imagine not in software but uh, what about what about the rest of your world how's the studio and all
1: Um uh, yeah some some really interesting um production work and and write and songwriting and uh obviously a lot of mixing um which uh, is always is always good and refreshing you know to to mix something and to really dive into it and and not think about the production. so I love this stage of just uh, dealing with what someone else has given me and and trying to to just concentrate on on the mix rather than wearing the the producer's hat um, ah, not to yeah. mention the songwriter's hat and, and all that so I can
0: imagine I can imagine. I'm yeah. curious, I mean, you get a lot of stuff coming through because, I mean, you've got your a, a, a high turnover, you know, your studio's set up to be able to be kind of repeatable and fast and be, turn things. Has there been much, I mean, in the last sort of two or three years, have you seen a sort of change in the kind of stuff you're getting, you know, how it's delivered or the, the kind of build-up of it? Is Is it a still you mean, traditionally mean... done as in, you know, bass drum on one track, or do people are people starting to sort of yeah. eschew that as well?
1: Um, no, I, I I think it's pretty much... The same as it was. I think that people are more uh, aware about how they export stems and 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 realize the importance of uh, of me getting, getting. I I always explain it first, like because I I never get sessions. I, mean, I know there's a lot of mix engineers who get uh, proto sessions and then they have to get all the plugins and everything because they just want more more control over them. So they will start from the rough mix and then embellish on that but I I prefer working with just audio files so I guess send me audio files um, as clean as possible unless there's something like a guitar amp plugin or, or flanger or distortion or special kind of things and maybe I'll ask for the odd auxiliary re- return print as well uh, but then I don't
0: oh I think we just lost him Maybe he'll be back in a second. That was getting really interesting as well. I- ah, hold on. Sorry, Sorry uh, we just lost you. But yeah, that makes a lot. I understand what you were saying about that. And it's interesting as well, uh, the way that uh, when, when you do that, then you've got... Uh, but I will to then put... What tends to happen is, and you probably have this as well, is one has a mix done you know, by yourself or whoever and then an artist or a record company go, oh yeah, I really like that, what they've done here but I also really like what you did in your chorus and then because you've got a completely new session with none of the stuff in place you end up with these kind of massive evolving sessions if it goes back to the artist they might take, you know, bits of yours you might print stems back do you you get into that situation with these ever-expanding sessions Mm -hmm. that are bits of people's mixes?
1: Not really not really because uh, I, you know, I try to to make my mixes sounding better than the rough mix obviously because that's the whole point I'm at the sure. same time i pay a lot of i pay a lot of respect respect to the rough mix and in fact i have it as my first track in the session and it's always in sync and i run it through a, a side chain of a plugin i have on my master bus uh, like a compressor with a stereo sidechain where you can listen to the sidechain. so basically when i um Engage the plugin. I hear the rough mix uh, with in one place. press of the button. Uh, uh,
0: okay. In place. Right.
1: So I always compare and I always make sure that, you know, I maintain the the the, the vibe. But yeah, so I, well, unless it's sounding it's unless it's it's sounding undoubtedly much better than the rough mix, I don't send it. You know, I just keep working on it until it does. Right. And, right. You know. And, yeah, and obviously, no, if, if, and if there's the old effect or something that I don't have the plugin or whatever, or the process or, or the preset or something, I'll either ask for the preset or for a print of it or something like that. If it's like, a you know, a specialty kind of sound.
0: And it's quite easy to do that now because obviously you've got your are fully exactly. networked up and you can get the stuff in and out. No, interesting. I just thought I asked that because I mean, as someone who's getting a lot more stuff than probably you or or, or uh, indeed hello Gaz, uh, I thought it was interesting. Anyway, Gaz Williams also with us as well. Uh, Gaz Williams, uh, yeah. music technologist, bass player, and drum machine thief mm-hmm. uh, of old yes. Berlin. Um, of course, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, we saw you recently because you came over with the RD8. But how have you been since then? Mm.
2: Yeah, good. Yeah, have been very busy, actually. Um, a whole bunch of things. Um, doing a bunch of mastering at the moment, which is fun. Um, trying to f- fit the electron analog heat into mastering uh, scenario is interesting. Doesn't quite do everything I wanted it to do in terms of being able to process multiple things. Um, but if, you got, if you're just working on one track and you put the analog heat in the, using the Overbridge um, plug-in, and put it before i can use it ozone as the ozone's doing like the heavy lifting really but then you put the the analog heat in the uh in front of it and then you've got this really great thing of like a you know like an analog processor and then the digital processor um i always maintain that there's something about analog distortion that as good as digital distortion is, analog distortion always feels a little bit more dangerous. Like a, when you go in into there, it just feels a little bit naughtier, a little bit more, you know, just <laughs> like, there's something in it. But um, yeah, so that's been quite fun because, of course, on the analog heat, you've got mix, you've got like a, uh, a wet dry mix. So really. You know, you got the eight different distortion circuits and actually choosing one of the really gnarly distortion circuits but only just blending in just a little bit of it. Uh, and you've got an analogue filter as well, so you can kind of sc- like put it as a as a high pass and scoop out all the low and just get some of that sparkly distortion harmonics and then just blend it in a little bit.
0: Yeah, interesting. Whoa,
2: it's great, you know, and running Ozone at the same time, with which, as I say, is doing most of the hard work and just... But having that all downstream of it. So that's doing all the hard work downstream and then just hands on, just burning the sound a little bit.
0: Well, Whoa, that sounds like great. an interesting workflow. <laughs> Excellent,
2: definitely. I
0: can I can tell you're enthusiastic yeah. about it. We we love a person that loves their work. It's always good. <laughs> uh, so uh, well, this week uh, this week seems to be uh, drum machine week, doesn't it? I mean, um, in so much as mm. uh, well, we we published uh, the RD8 uh, video yesterday, uh, which has gone bonkers. I mean, it's up to sort of as we thought. The reason we put it in because it's bumped a couple of things out of the way, but because it was one of the biggest videos of last year. Uh, I've got yeah. a little bit of it here. I think I, I think I had a bit. There's us. We're spending like well 37 minutes talking <laughs> well, talking about yes, the drum machine. You, I won't... Obviously, I'm not going to play the whole thing, but we go into it in There's great depth. It's well worth looking. I don't think anybody else has had the opportunity to do that, certainly with something this far down the line. And we understand they're about to press that button which starts stamping them out by the thousands. So we are hoping... I mean, I know it was promised in March, but uh, it's going to be coming... Um, I don't know. We haven't been given an exact date, but it must be pretty imminent. Um, so, I, I mean, I know... I, I, I know what you thought of it, Gaz, because you've, you've, been, you've been playing. But you've been playing with it a little bit more. But I know you, Ad. I mean, you kind of uh, you, you mentioned at the top of the show before we started recording that uh, you found that quite interesting. You were sort of uh, eyeing it with some. Yeah I, watched, uh, with uh... some...
1: Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was. I watched the the review, and it, and it was brilliant. And the you know all the functionality of the sequencer and uh, the automation on the filter and all that and the And the processing, which are in there are quite interesting, uh, but for me it's I would definitely get it, but I think that I would incorporate it into my workflow more as a as a drum drum module, so right. basically triggering MIDI um, and and then with with the sound, <coughs> uh, plus I'm toying with the idea of connecting all the outputs through the neve you know so to have what is it 12 outputs or, or uh, eight 12 i think eight. No, over to
0: you guys eight is it okay uh, yeah well appar- yeah. Uh, but yeah. apparently um who is it somebody somebody said does it do that thip nope. thing on the trigger outputs because apparently somebody used that in in a track as well the actual sound of the trigger output it, but
2: mm-hmm. sorry it's 11 it's 11 outputs and the main output as well okay. so ah, there we go <laughs> yeah
1: yeah yeah so imagine something like that like a, a, a fat <laughs> multi track uh yeah. basically to treat it like in the old days where where an 808 were recorded mm. into the a multitrack through a, a, a mixer you know so you, so you yeah. could really uh scalp the the sounds before they go to tape and then obviously after in the mix but you already had like a really beefy kind of uh track uh, for each you know for each pad so uh and for for that price i mean it's a no brainer the the only my only i know you mentioned it in the review about its size
0: mm-hmm. oh well i'll just have a pause <laughs> while uh, while yoad's internet connection catches up uh but um we talked mm. about that a little bit more as well, didn't we? The uh, the fact that ah, sorry, you're back and you're back in the room. Sorry, you, we we lost you for a second. The size yeah. is a bit, and particularly for someone who's got so yeah, that's stuff that's as the only
1: that's the only limitation as far as I'm concerned because it will be very difficult to find a place to mm. uh, to put it in really. But I think it will be, it it can probably replace the machine, uh, which I rarely use and if i do I, use, I would use the software not the the actual controller so that yeah that i think that was, that was that was the
0: one thing that we said about it is that the, the where the uh, boutique version wins is the fact because you have got individual outs over usb you don't have to get the analog path involved and you can process because uh, as we know most 808s don't just you know they're not very often just the 808 at the main output recorded and that's your classic mm-hmm. beat there's a lot of stuff going on i mean exactly. you've got the the wave designer and the filter and stuff but generally you're going to be doing mm. a lot more to to get that sound i mean Pulltex and 808s i believe are always uh, a good win aren't they so
1: good friends really yeah. absolutely mm. and that that's something i wanted to ask uh, you guys uh, with regards to the effects so they're on a bus if yeah. i understand correctly yeah. and so so that implies that when you use the individual outputs they'll be direct so they'll be Driving. before they, they'll be clean yeah that's right yeah no yeah Okay. In fact,
0: the effects yeah, okay, that are only are, they're only on the main out. They're not on the headphones either, which I think is perhaps on. Yeah, the yeah but I mean, you can, always, yeah. Yeah.
1: But yeah. you can always, yeah. But you can always, you can always use the individual outputs and the stereo out. Yeah. yeah. The, you, is it stereo? No, it's mono.
0: Mono. It's mono, mono. mono. Yep. It's mm. really. But awful. yeah, that's
1: a good. That is a good. Want point. to affect something? Really if you want, it.
0: you could
2: drive it really hard into the effects and take a clean and an affected one simultaneously that's a good point actually
1: or or if no, you, you want to record them no, all clean You'd but then you want the
0: yeah no you can't you can't do both no, no you if, you a, if, if
1: you use a mixer no but yeah, if you, you if use, you use, use a, mixer, a mixer you can you obviously yeah, yeah you can. Yeah, with a mixer yeah yeah but yeah. but i i would i would presume that the way i would use it will be to to record everything clean and then if i want something affected then i will run it through the mono output and record it. Or if I need more than one, I will just do a couple of runs to record everything. Uh, Although there'll be something about using the transient shaper which will behave differently on individual We did, we got it sort of. Yeah,
0: we got it, we could get it sort of chattering. And I think I used the phrase when you put more things into it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Once you stacked up the sounds on top, they really, it was very interactive, wasn't it? Yeah. It affected, yeah. Yeah. But it's, um, but I I would say though that the way I've got it, I've got it set up to my left here. um, I've been really enjoying playing my bass guitar. And using it as a, an accompaniment tool to my bass guitar and just uh and just being able to reach over and punch stuff into it without having to get into the keyboard and mouse and you know using the um using its bigness in a way you know it, it's i've it. been finding right. that really inspiring you know that it's that it's just it is quite that quite easy to operate really um in that kind of creative kind of uh space so i wouldn't you know i mean i think the way you uh, you know uh, you're suggesting using it is like absolutely brilliant way of using it but it, i think if i if you were going to get it i would definitely put it somewhere that you could at least reach it <laughs> you know
0: i, I just no I'm absolutely just, uh... absolutely I'm just enjoying the concept of uh, a $300 drum machine using up 12 channels of a Neve desk. I just think that's the, <laughs> yeah.
3: where each channel is
0: probably worth a multiple of the individual drum machine itself. I just, I, I like, I like, the, I like the vibe of that. It's got a sort of certain something to, to it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but that that's how you you get interesting. You know, I have all my little Casio, um, you know, uh, little organs and stuff like that, and sometimes I just record them. I always have a, a like a guide. Vocal mic available on the desk, and sometimes I just record them through the through the speaker. You know, just play something and record it, and it's going through the Neve as well. You know, it just yeah. makes it kind of ne- more legit all, in a way. All Neve. <laughs> Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) Anyway, that's—I mean, that's as we say—is coming soon. Uh, Do check out the video. It's—you know—it—it—it's proving to be uh, quite popular. Just because we go through a lot of the features, and Gaz uh, thankfully spent spent the time sort of figuring out what a lot of the features do. Because I'm not so good on drum machines and step programming. It's never been something that I've really. Uh, got my head into all that much, but it's got a lot of extra mm. features as well. But the other thing that's big news is, uh, have I got it here? Yeah, this this is the uh, SP-1200, the Islay instruments, the mm. SP-2400, which is, he's just started a pre-order on this, and this is the idea behind this is kind of the essence of the 1200, which is a classic drum machine. So it's a dual engine. It's got the kind of the 1200 signal path, which I guess is, what, 12-bit and... Uh, um, 26.04 kHz lo-fi, lo-fi engine, and I guess there's a filter. Plus there's another hi-fi engine, which is 20 fit, 2448 hi-fi engine, and the two things work together and all the sort of faders for the aliasing when you drop the sample rates and stuff, and he's going to be building that. And I think it's going to be coming in December... Uh, end of this year January 2020 and I think it's what it's uh, 949 they're going to be going for it's just an interesting idea I know Gaz you had quite a lot of dealings with uh, the Isla Instruments guy because you had input with the Chord bot and helped with the development of that so we know he's good you know he did a Kickstarter he's not doing Kickstarter this time I think it's just you know save that the extra pre-orders. however 15% or whatever you've got to pay to Kickstarter makes all the difference right?
2: Yeah uh, I, I think as well I think this pre-order price is a couple of hundred bucks less than it will be when it's at retail
0: right okay so if right. you
2: are it so that's an incentive to uh, to get it um yeah uh, one of the things that's really interesting about this is that uh responding to kind of criticisms of the chord bot um isla instruments are going all out to make this a very premium unit so um so it's you know got steel and aluminium construction really sturdy everything you know they're really trying to really spec it very highly so it's going to be a um, you know like a heavy you know it's not going to be a particularly portable unit so it's you know they're really going for a big studio uh, this, this that's got individual outputs for all the channels it's also got some very powerful features it's it can act as a USB host which can host oh, USB yeah. midi it can also host thumb drives and the like, so you can get your samples up through there, uh, I think, which is very cool. Um, but really, for me, the killer feature is the built-in, um, you can use it like a desktop looper where each track is a full is a full looper. They've added new buttons above the the playable pads. There there are there are little buttons which are uh, I think they're they're going to be context uh, sensitive uh, context related uh, buttons. But when using in looper mode, will kind of show you when you record when you're overdubbing. Um, so essentially, oh, you look, can use it as an,
0: an well.
2: eight channel. Yes, yeah. Which uh, so you got um, filters on every track um panning um it's yeah so i mean where i thought this was quite interesting especially in conjunction with what we were just talking about what the the behringer rd8 has essentially done is gone right let's look at the 808 and take all the bits that everyone kind of wants and then rather than make it a straight clone be make something that's actually modern and more useful than the original and they're doing a similar thing here so h- i think it's brilliant having those two modes um they have spent and a lot of time making sure that the that the 12-bit mode um without the aliasing and all you know that it's got all of the characteristic of the um the original um now the original had like um fixed filters, uh, switchable filters, so not sweepable, but fixed fil- analog filters on the outputs. Uh, and this has got them, but it's also got digital filters, which are sweepable as well. can
0: Yeah, and I can say that digital filters are sounding pretty damn fine these days. I mean, you've got to check the mm. Delta SEP review, which will be coming out, seeing the filters on that sound awesome. It's an interesting yeah. idea, isn't it? I mean, have they? I suppose the question is also that the legendary feel and vibe of the SP1200, I wonder how you do I mean, how do you how do you code retro timing? I mean I don't I mean what, what would you I <laughs> but don't know why.
2: They, the the original ran at twenty four PPQ right. uh and this one will, but it's I think it's also gonna have um
0: higher internal a, a, resolution
2: presumably. A higher higher one if you want but I think when you talk about the timing, I think that, that the PPQ aspect of it is gonna be a really important contributor to that. So the fact that it gonna uh, that it can do that. So I think If you are a SP-1200 aficionado, I think you'll be very satisfied with this, with its intention to... You can do the exact workflow on it. But as I say, rather than it just being a straight clone, I think it's very clever to be able to then have this expanded modern... Kind of in one, so yeah. I think yeah, and I think price wise, I think that seems okay to me. It's, I think that, well, let
0: boot it. I should just point out that Ken Flux Pierce is in uh, flux with it is in the chat room, and he did a really long interview with uh, the guy from ILO Instruments. So do head over to his channel and check that Brad out. Brad Holland, and that yeah, that's that's well worth. It's interesting though, Yard, isn't it? There's this sort of, it's almost like what we're getting is people are. are it's not so necessarily just so much about the sound, it's about recreating the GUI and the interface of these older instruments, which mm-hmm. have become almost like a, a canon in, in, in sort of in GUI folklore, you know? So it's like, well, I wanna, like the MPC has it. So it's almost, it's almost the, the sound, I mean, it's not irrelevant, but it's, it's as important, isn't it, I think?
1: Absolutely, I, I, I completely agree with you. I, I think that for me, it's, it's a workflow kind of statement uh the sounds you know I'm sure they sound they sound great um but perhaps you can achieve those or similar in other ways with bit crushers and 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 uh, you know and uh, sample rate converters and and things like that um I'm sure there's some modeling done uh yeah. in order to to emulate the emulator basically uh you know those those d2 a's and 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 all that, but I think that's something about having like it's exactly what Gas just said a minute ago uh, there's something about having a, a a box next to you which you which you interact with, uh, and it's not a screen and a mouse it's the, it's, there's something different about that there's also something different about the whole kind of working in loop mode. Which drum machines and step sequences uh, dictate, which is also it's it's almost like working offline because you you're creating a beat and and you only concentrate.
0: Oh, uh, we we could we could tread water for for a couple of minutes till he yeah. comes back. But yeah, that mm-hmm. interesting points made up to the uh, up to yeah. the connection issue. I'll keep an eye out and make sure that uh, when I can see his video move again, we'll be back in. Right. Ah, sorry, yeah, we lost you again. You were you were talking about the 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 uh, sorry. The, the the workflow uh, side of things, and I totally agree. I mean, it's it's interesting though. I mean, you can you can imagine a situation whereby we're just going to be these sort of individual massive interfaces of other things, rather than a central. You know, we. For many, many, many years, we've all been working towards this idea of a central kind of universal control service that will enable us to interface with all our software and stuff and we don't have to kind of move around. But actually, you know, maybe now we're starting to think it's better to have individual and dedicated hardware um, for specific tasks. And that's the sort of, that's maybe where we're going. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, it's it's in a way like this uh, term that um, Roland coined, which is uh, plug out. And this is exactly what we're seeing. We're seeing more and more, we, we're actually plugging out. So we're using DSP in pedals and in external boxes and, and things like that just because of, the, of the, the workflow and the kind of result that comes with it or, or kind of stems from it, uh, which is different to a linear kind of working in, in front of a screen uh, sort of way.
0: Yeah. I I know I would totally agree. Anyway, the, I mean the Kickstarter hmm. not the Kickstarter the pre-orders are open. Yep. I don't know how long they're running until and there's also, you know, you should read the whole thing before any invest in anything with pre-orders whatever it may be, you know, whoever in it is because obviously you're paying up front for something that comes in. But they I I did hear in the interview with uh, Flux with it is that, you know, that they will obviously be offering full refunds for people if you change your mind in between the time that you ordered it and the time that you know, because dates can slip a bit, and it's a lot of money to tie up. But uh, obviously, you don't want everybody to do that. But they're just saying they will honour that. Um, um, you know, so that's all good. That's all good. It's all it's all done with the right kind of approach, as far as I could tell. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's that. I guess that's the drum machine thing this week, guys. You saying like you're mm. about to? About <laughs> no, to say there's something. more
2: drum machine news. Oh uh, um, really? Well, the I, well, wasn't the IK Multimedia Uno oh, drum out this yeah. week or something? Is it? Uh, I know yeah, been, shipping. it's been announced a while ago. Yeah, shipping, that's shipping, yeah, shipping. Yeah, that's Which, very uh, true. That's a cracking, that's a cracking little box as well. So that is. You know, I like the in... look
0: of that. The only thing that surprised me is mm. because the the Uno synth was what ninety nine quid and that's two four hundred. 150 quid was it? Yeah. And it's another hundred yeah, quid. Yeah, So, oh, so no, a little no, bit more actually. A little bit more expensive to me, the uh mm. the drum machine, but I guess it's doing more. But it that looks like a lot of fun.
2: Mm. Oh yeah. And it sounds really good as well. I mean, it's got it's got it's got a lot of character of its own. That little thing, I think that's that's certainly why it's worth investigating. And it's got some really interesting little kind of performance quirks to it as well. That um, that is, yeah, it's packed full of stuff actually. Well, well worth checking out. Um, but actually, the Unosynth is really good as well. I can't be honest. You, did you review that?
0: Well, I did review you the Unosynth. I like the sound of it. I mean, I find um, yeah. I find the whole kind of. Uh, uh, parameter matrix can be frustrating but i seem to recall on that one it was yeah. quite it was quite intuitive it's just it, it, yeah. it uses exactly the same thing that the dave smith uh early dave smith um parameter access since used and that uh, which is fine mm-hmm. and it can work as long as it's logically weighed out and I, from what i remember it is um and i think I, I don't think i had a bigger problem with it and it did sound it did sound pretty good for the for the money Those
2: little preset the little preset modulation sort of buttons are really, really cool. So yeah. simple little idea, but, you know, but uh, yeah, I think that, you know, though, but it's the sound that the sound really got me with it. I just thought, Oh, very pleasing. So, um, it kind of spoiled now at this end of the market for drum machines.
1: Oh, considering, we are. We? Well,
2: you know, I mean, for years, you know, it was, it was like the sort of the, the later doctor rhythms and whatever, you know, um, Those kind of drum machines, very out of vogue now. Um, But uh, yeah, we've got... Oh, yeah, it's interesting, actually. Those, say, like, is it the DR-880 or whatever, one of those drum machines? Um, So much stuff in it, so much facilities, but really, like, a, a kind of workflow that's not that desirable. You know what I'm talking about? The sort of, like... Nine, later nineties, 2000s yeah. It was sort about of cramming. In the, it was
0: cramming in the stuff rather than just making it a workflow thing. Yeah, I know. I totally agree. I mean, yeah. as, with of, as with a lot of instruments, as digital stuff yeah. came up, you know, the, the 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 design interface, the workflow interface, just wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't catching up with the technology that but it was trying to control.
2: They're trying to also sound like real drums, and failing. You know, because they can't <laughs> compare to your big to your big multi-sample. VST drums drums no, that sort true. of that that can sound like real drums. So they sound like horrible pretend drums which really date mm-hmm. and make music sound super naff. However, when you use sounds like the 808 which do not sound like uh analog drum, uh, sorry acoustic drums that, that circumnavigates it it, it it circumnavigates the naffness, I think.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, if you put a lot of congas and toms from an eight oh eight in a track, that'll that'll age it pretty well, I would say. But uh, yeah, I take the point. <laughs>
2: yeah, but I, those sounds are, those are appealing. they you know you sort of call it, it, called it the Bibble Bubble toms, didn't you? Yeah. Or oh, Bibble Bubble Bubble,
0: Bibble Bubble Bubble. Yeah. yeah, I suppose. <laughs> High, mid, and low. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's very true. <laughs> um, I just want to. I'm going to take a break because we need to. Uh, we need to have a word from our friends at Isotope. But before I do, I just wanted to uh, pop something because. Uh, uh, Let me find it. Yes, it's uh, Fail muso said he's going to have an uh, an uno drum on show this weekend at synthesized in Cambridge. So failed muso. Uh, if you go, if you go and synthesize, it's a synth show in Cambridge, UK. If you're going, you'll be able to see it. I, I did go, I think, once, but I don't think I'm going to be able to make it. It's it's quite a long way. Anyway, let's uh, let's have a a word from our friends over at Isotope. video that's not gonna work is it i knew I, what i realized i'd done is i'd uh, i'd loaded the wrong the a previous version of sonic talk because we changed prizes last week and last week was the actual uh the one of um it was it was when we had four people in the show and that's when we changed so i'm gonna see if i can find it because that's a bit embarrassing really. that's what's I just the new saw prize neutron, i was trying to do it neutron 3 is the new prize i'm just Ooh. trying to find i'm trying to find the neutron 3 edit uh, where is it? <laughs> I can't find
2: it. What? Uh. Oh,
0: that's annoying. Neutron 3. There we go. I think I've got it. OK, here we go. Sorry about that. But that, I guess it means that uh, Isotope get a
3: double plug. So it's not all bad. Presenting Neutron 3, the modern way <laughs> to mix. Bring your workflow into the 21st century with eight modern mixing tools, all at your fingertips in one mothership plugin. Starting a mix can take a while. But with the all-new Mix Assistant, Neutron can listen to your audio and quickly suggest a custom starting point for an individual track or set levels for your entire mix. Shape sounds like never before with the new Sculptor module. Match audio to a target sonic profile and instantly sculpt it to sound more like itself or like something else completely. Reach out and touch your audio with Neutron's immersive controls and visualizations Neutron 3 comes equipped with Visual Mixer, a tool to help you effortlessly manipulate the landscape of your mix. Neutron 3, the modern way to mix.
0: And that's, of course, if you go over to uh, isotope.com, you can check out... Uh, the latest version and get a download. Now, I'm having a bit of problem here because I'm just trying to type. I, I realise I hadn't set the competition or anything. I really I really haven't prepared very well. But uh, while I'm here, so we'll say um, last week uh, we had a chap called Victor Popescu who has basically won uh, the first in the Neutron 3 and he tweeted Mixed Balance and Neutron and we're looking for, I think he's from Bucharest, so Victor Popescu at Victor underscore Popescu underscore, if you get in touch you will get your prize of uh, Neutron 3 and this week uh, we're going to be looking for uh, a word which doesn't fit on the line, channel processing is one word and the the hashtag channel processing and the hashtag Neutron 3 to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc, Uh, that's for uh to win a copy of neutron three and remember that you get the advanced version with this prize not just the standard one so that's actually Mm. i think that you get a load of extra metering and stuff so well worth it so we're looking for the hashtag channel processing and the hashtag neutron three uh to be sent to at sonic state and at isotope inc on twitter um once again we thank isotope for providing the prize for this week's show there it is channel processing neutron three uh, yeah there we go and uh, I apologise for my flustered untogetherness but you know that's the way it goes <laughs> sometimes, it's just a different sort of flustered this week because I'm going back to the old way of working, anyway there you go <laughs> um, ok oh yeah well, you did mention the IK thing we should also just quickly pop in the uh, this tease, I know, this is very quick because uh, apparently 11 years in the making a whole new 21st design approach the oldest instruments, I'm guessing it's drums always instruments drums so that's coming out on the 20th, which I guess is tomorrow. So we wonder what it is, Ooh. 20th of June. Um, we were thought it could be, there was speculation it could be Sample Tank 4, or is it 5, I forget which, or is it some sort of physically modelled drums? Any ideas? No. Well, anyway, I've <laughs> given uh, it a um, plug. Yep. That's the best I could do. I don't... <laughs> Are you <I> probab- would... <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, on, on the subject of, of drum machines and, and maybe it relates to, to the IKA um, product as well, um I I th- I feel like I have to mention XLN. I don't know if you've heard it but uh, or aware uh, of it. XO by XLN oh. XLN audio. Uh that's an amazing that's a really amazing drum machine it's a plug uh which which analyzes your samples and uh sorts them by similarity
0: and so you get you this, get like a mind map yeah so you get of...
1: this you get this cluster yeah and then um you can you can really navigate between the sounds and it it offers you similar sounds to the ones you picked uh, based on their content on the sony content and this is as a workflow, uh, in light of you know, after what we w- discussed about having a box and all that, going back into the computer um, as a workflow, this is amazing. Just even just as a browser, the Drum Machine is pretty nifty as well. But uh, as a browser, it frees you from from the the, the horrible kind of uh, folder browsing and all that when you when you're looking for sounds because it's just they're just there on the screen. And regardless of where they come from or which hard drives or whatever, and you just, um, yeah, if you see this cluster, you just basically kind of scroll over it Oh, and it gives you drag over
0: I think we talked about this technology and I think it's had an update since then but yeah it's a, I, I totally agree it looks like a really interesting way of browsing sounds because you can find things similar no, to it. something you checked wasn't absolutely it? yeah
1: so, so so yeah that that's a workflow and enha- that's a serious workflow enhancement uh, for me uh, and I use it a lot since I got it um, w- Using its own sequencer, which is pretty nice. There's a, there's a few a few um, really interesting and, and uh, unique uh, features, but I also use it with Nerve, which is another drum machine. I, and I just drag. I just use it as a browser, and I drag the files across because Nerve has more functionality on its you know on its. Oh, uh, okay.
0: Got yeah,
1: uh, but but this is a really interesting uh, product. I'm Excellent really excited yeah. I'll mate. try and
0: remember to put that in the show notes well thanks for the tip that's definitely worth checking out um, what was next on the, so we did the oh yeah here we go and it's the uh, well here it is
1: Lumi is the world's first truly smart way to practice keyboard technique and build musical skills and that's not all Lumi Keys is also the most advanced portable MIDI controller ever made Lumi Keys lets you perform or produce anywhere its keys are built to DS 5.5 yep, this size, is the much bigger than mini keys, but not which makes size. Lumi perfect this for is playing the,
0: live. This uh, marketing video for the Kickstarter. Lumi keys they has the best action
1: of any portable keyboard. Lock, it looks like, and provides polyphonic aftertouch. Lot of bold
0: in this video, I have to say.
1: And thanks to bright key technology, Lumi keys looks great and provides unparalleled visibility for stage.
0: So yeah, they've looked. That Roley, um, as we know, they've they've done a lot of innovative instruments and controls. Uh, the Seaboard block, uh, which I've got, which I think was the sweet spot with their technology. I don't know. Rich Hilton's a big fan of uh, the Seaboard. He's he's put a lot of time into playing it. And people who who kind of get it really, they become evangelists for the whole thing. So roly 's next phase. This is something that it looks like what they're trying to do is to go in to uh, kind of broaden the market a little bit and, and aim to um, kind of go for, you know, there's a lot of stuff about you don't have to know what you're doing. It'll teach you how to play because the keys light up. And that's all really good. Uh, it doesn't have MPE, but it does have polyphonic aftertouch, and it obviously has Poly the light-up keys. Blinky lights, what's not to like? And, you know... I must admit, I was a, I was a bit yeah. cynical about this because I thought, ah, oh, you know, it's not going to do. But I checked the Kickstarter, which was only three days ago, and it's reached it's over five hundred thousand pounds, and it's still got twenty eight mm-hmm. days to go. There's a picture of Roland Lamb there, who's the CEO, who's doing a lot of very, uh, but it, it it's it's a bit overly slick marketing and full of uh, rather unpleasant marketing speak for my like. But it's going to be mm. looks like it's going to be phenomenally successful. Um, I don't know. I mean, mm. uh, you, and you can clip them all together, can't you? So you can create an eighty-eight. Mm, the key clipping them together, them.
2: yeah. Which, um, yeah. I mean, the clipping them together is the is the is the key thing there, isn't it? Because I mean, you can build a full size. Well, they're not. Yeah. How big are the keys? Do they say?
0: Uh, I don't know. Actually, they uh, they did say so. this is just it still kind of has to look. kind just of work going, with... Every time I look over it has this, the numbers work. going up. <laughs>
2: yeah wow it still has to kind of conform to the blocks format doesn't it so i yeah yeah, i guess because um uh but it works with all the other existing blocks so you can make a hybrid keyboard rig um and i think like with the c board it will automatically work out which is the right octave to be in uh oh that's good well you'd you'd hope (laughs) um but i wonder how much how much are they
0: Um, Well, there's a whole load. I mean, all the, basically, the real early bird stock, gone. They've sold 750. How many backers have they got now? They've got 2,777. The lowest you could have bought it for was 130 quid. Um, Okay. I think currently it's, uh, which isn't so bad, I think. Now, I think 147 is the lowest price you can get it for because that's no longer early bird.
2: So for about 500 quid, then, you could get, like, a pretty big polyphonic aftertouch keyboard with all the other bits which is which is does. foldable
0: which
1: is, which foldable. is
2: foldable that's it's a good point, point. Yeah. that's a good point very good point yeah but, that's but only, very good
0: point. only communicates over usb or bluetooth which is not so um ah. fabulous uh, and from my point of oh really nice I MIDI... it's got
2: usb though
0: it's got it uh yes that's true i bet i do beg yeah. your pardon it would be has nice if USB. they did a MIDI no, has, block. Yeah, if they did a MIDI block, that would be good. So you could just plug a block into it, and it gave you a load of MIDI ins and outs. Please, great that's idea. Thank you. Yeah, you can yes. have that for no- actually. No, they can't have it for nothing. They've had so much money and <laughs> funding. I want royalties. I want <laughs> payment for that idea.
2: <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, good point though, because that's the thing. You know, it still squirts you through a kind of USB-C uh, connector. So, it's all very well and good if you're connecting into instruments or things of that generation but you know um okay but interesting i mean the fact that it all lights up has got quite nice stage like a nice thing on stage hasn't it It could look quite cool it depends Um,
0: how bright it is because i remember when we went to see the blocks uh we went to the roly booth and it was really really dark and we went there to oh, film no. stuff and we just couldn't see anything, you know, and it because it, it showed off the LEDs on the blocks. So, you know, they look great, but you couldn't, you know, kept bumping into people. It was really dark. Whereas this does look a little bit brighter. I mean, there's the, this video right. is just, you know, uh, it's just got some sort of animated GIF. It does look quite nice uh, in terms of colours. Mm-hmm. I wonder, I mean, you know, yes, I can see that there are probably a lot of uses for this. they constantly trying to go for the education market you know they they need to start making a load of money because they've had a lot of investment and i'm not saying they're losing money or anything but presumably those investors want you know a big return and they want it you know now Mm. so there's pressure on them to make these products more accessible and more whatever well
2: it's interesting yeah this has got maybe more mainstream approach than there are other things doesn't it really i guess definitely by taking the piano format
0: i don't know i'm uh, yo, i know you've got all your kind of nifty little workstations and things that you sort of slip into the master section of your key of your neve i mean yeah you have mm-hmm. to confess something like that in it would look quite nice wouldn't you say absolutely
1: <laughs> absolutely i i have to check its uh, dimensions and see if it fits because at the moment i mean one one thing i would say with with this regards is that i do have the keyboard like a small keyboard um with mini keys uh, i i I don't remember whether it's M Audio or, but it was the only one who had two and a half octaves, and it fits in a 19-inch. Uh, I'm not sure whether it's uh, ah. what make it is, but um, but it's it's nice. So if this one can replace it, uh, that'll be great. I think the main the main point for me with this one is that it has what appears to be normal keys, rather than the 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 rubber kind of. Yeah. Uh, the, the gummy bears, so I yeah. As, a,
0: as I heard, they uh, exactly, yeah.
1: and I and I just when I tried it, I just couldn't get my, you know, my head around it. it. It it it's not you know I'm not a keyboard, I'm not a pianist, so it's not my main instrument, so I can. I don't know. I just uh, yeah. No, it, it does require. It does.
0: It does require. Uh, it's not. You're right. It's not the sort of keyboard that you can just pick up and use instead of a keyboard. It does require, and it and it's great for the expressivity. I think the thing with this will depend on yeah, how and it I, feels to play, what the velocity response is like. Yeah, and those exactly. Sort of too, yeah.
1: I think that. I think that the, the the I don't remember the 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 model, but the first or the first couple that they made. Um, I can understand how the how it can be useful for playing solos and things like that. Um, with all the express stuff, but just to to piano for me, or something like that, something which is more kind of keyboardy, like uh, I found it really frustrating. And this one seems seems nice, and they do stress It has the best uh, touch or whatever. So that'll be interesting to see.
0: Yeah, well, they would say that. I, That's the marketing video, isn't it? <laughs> so we will. Say, I would yeah. like
2: to know. I would like to know if you chained them like a bunch of them together, like say five of them together, four of them, let's say four together. I would like to know if you could plug a USB cable into one of them, and into your computer, and then I that's would all you need so. to do. I would
0: imagine. So. I mean, I think you'd imagine so. Got, you'd imagine, you'd so. imagine I, so. I wonder also because we've got lights on it. Um, what the battery life is? Because presumably there's a it's a standalone thing and it has battery, and whether or not it. Because I mean, that the blocks themselves they last quite well, but they're not they're not powering you know this level of LED lighting presumably. So that'll be interesting to see what the what the power is like for that as well.
2: Yeah, and you know, just things like that. Though, if you are going to use it on the road, and you're going to use it, and you want you don't want to use a Bluetooth connection on stage, so you're going to want to use it with it got with me. a USB. Yeah, exactly. Is it going to be like a pain? Are you going to have to remember exactly the same order that you have to connect them in and with a cable to <laughs> one, so or
0: will it? Be- you put them together, and suddenly you've got the octave one. Octave yeah. three, octave four, and yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. completely. Yeah, no, I'm sure that would yeah. that would be no, I know,
2: I know, but that's the sort of stuff I want to <laughs> yeah. know that if it does, because you know, and, it, and that, I know you'd assume that you connect them and then one cable would work, but I mean, I've got the Steinberg um little MIDI controllers in front of me, and each one of them, these little ones, I think I've shown them before, they're the CMC yeah. controllers, uh, one or, seven cable. of them. And everyone needs a US, its own USB port. You know Ouch. There's no way to... Yeah, but that was... But, they, but they I mean, anyway, those are years yes. old. Yeah. They are it. old.
0: Uh, but, I just saw I say, put something in the chat. Hold on, in the chat room. Um, oh, oh, Steve Elbow said, I chained three of them together so far off one USB-C cable. And that's the Siebel block, I think, the little guy. So. Oh, yeah? yeah? So And that worked? Apparently so.
2: Ah, okay. That's probably... Okay, that's cool. That's cool.
1: Yeah, but even if you have to carry with you like a an 8-port USB hub and a few cables, you know, it's not the end of the world. It, you just no, put it in your not. bag and, and the whole thing fits kind of nicely in a small kind of package. Yeah, yeah of that's true. I, that that, that point you, you
0: made about the 88-key uh, foldable keyboard is quite impressive. I wonder what it's like to play, I, yeah. mean, I think, because obviously it's going to be it, – it, it's not a full-size key, um, but it's it's somewhere in between. So, you know, I don't know. I've got small, small hands. It probably suit me, all right. So.
2: Now, if you're giving it, giving it the Little Richard, you know, giving it the Little Richard <laughs> on the stage, although giving it the Little Richard can have the wrong overtones there. But um, if you've read Little Richard's history, blimey heck. No, but, um, let's leave uh, there. Yeah, but really, or Elton John, or, well, same goes to him as well, but, you know, getting the foot up onto it, clunk, you know,
0: yeah, do you do you, you, you wonder how, wonder how showbiz uh, safe it is? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fair point.
2: I mean, if you could, if you could stab it, Keith Emerson style. Yeah, I that's what I want to know.
0: I don't think no? that's probably what it's. Maybe once. For. Mind
2: you, yeah, once <laughs> when we tried,
0: when we destroyed, tried to destroy
2: the one at the towman thing of the the Rolly Seaboard, the uh, the Seaboard block. It was. It took ages before that thing died. Just <laughs> like power drills and saw in it, and it carried on working. I was actually quite impressed. That was quite impressive of, of it. Whereas, um, if you
0: store it um, up upright for too long, the key stopped working. They're, they're, so you know, there you go. But, oh, do but they? Well, I mean, it has to be for a very long time because what happens is the gel kind of slips. I mean, it doesn't stop oh. working, but the gel slips, so you end up with it, and then you have to put it back down and leave it to get to kind of you know reseat because oh, it, re- it's a fluidy sort of thing. So yeah, you have to be a bit careful with right. those. Don't uh, prop them up. Don't store them on their end. That's not a good idea. Uh, did you go Seaboard, Yo? And I can't remember because uh, I know a lot of a lot no, of uh, our no, panelists did. You haven't gone for? No, no. Of course, you did say that you didn't get on with it. Of course, what am I thinking? Yeah,
1: I tried it, but it, no.
0: Uh, well, it's but available. Maybe this uh, one, hopefully. Yeah, I was wrong. Apparently, it only started yesterday. So, uh, 500 and, and it's gone up even more. So, I keep trying to catch it so that we'll see the mm. uh, see the numbers spin round. Uh, basically, but it is so, 28 yeah. days to go. They mainstream. They, Launched a lot, yeah, mainstream. And there's a lot of total mainstream, quite horrible yeah. uh, marketing speak in it. Which, if you forgive that mm-hmm. and just want the functionality, that's fine. I mean, everybody has to do what they got to do. To
1: well, apparently stuff. it works,
0: yeah. Well, it seems to, doesn't it? <laughs> it yeah, does, that, that's mm-hmm. true. Oh, yeah, I'm just an old git. I'm just curmudgeonly about it. Um, okay, no, <laughs> never. Actually, never, never, never. Um, I did. I did have another video here, which was the uh, Antelope Audio, mm. and I then and look. I can't remember where the topic came from, and I just sort of realised it's like a year old. So I don't know if anybody had anything wanted to add to that, because um, uh, basically the Antelope Audio. I just will maybe we'll give it a brief mention, honourable mention. This is the mm. Discreet Four. Uh, let me bring that up. The discrete 4, Thunderbolt and USB audio interface, SP, FPGA and DSP. So it's it's a... It, oh, I'd better press that button then you can see the picture. Uh, and it's been out a little while. It's a four input uh, and it's also got DSP and FPGA. So it do, it's really good for sort of compressor modeling, mic modeling, EQ modeling. And then I think it comes with like 36 plugins. Uh, and it's about... I think it's about 900... It's about a thousand bucks. So it's in the sort of Apollo twin kind of vibe but it doesn't have the same level of plugins and i guess they haven't done the same sort of stuff but do, does do, i mean i don't know whether you do you use power, i guess you would use uh wave uh grid wouldn't you You waves grid uh
1: sound grid yeah sound
0: grid stuff rather yeah. than uh, i rather mean than anything else
1: but... basically i i think the difference between the apollo and the antelope and i'm not 100 percent sure i'm uh i'm right so if i'm not then Apologies in advance. Uh, is that the fact that with the Apollo plugins you can run them on the mixer, so you can record through them, but you can also obviously run the the UAD plugins uh, in your door. And I think that I assume that with the Antelope one, it's like the RME and the Mark of the Unicorn interfaces where you can uh, use the plugins only on their mixers, on their mixer. Or within their mixer so that means that you have to use multiple outputs uh i'm not sure maybe they use offload um and have like a shell plugin that uh in a vst or audio units uh format and then it runs on the dsp but i'm not sure oh, okay. um but in any case uh because that's a that's a completely different kind of workflow uh um approach Uh, yeah i don't
0: know about that i i'm i'm actually not sure there's not that much information but i I thought it was worth mentioning because i mean basically so far i mean uh, uad have kind of cornered that i mean waves have their have their thing as well but that am i right in thinking that the sound grid stuff is is generally used more in a live setting than than perhaps well no there's the
1: lv1 which is the the lv1 which is the live mixer which runs on the same server on the same uh, dsp basically uh, and there's the studio grid which is what i use ah. uh, and, and it, it allows me to connect multiple computers in different rooms and use basically the neve and the converters that are connected to the neve as a, a part of an inventory so i can i i can do an uh, like a summing mix in another room using some of the channels of the neve while i'm recording through a different mic, uh, through a different ah. uh, channel, using the same system so it's com- completely transparent in terms of the your your IOs. So all your IOs, wherever they are, um,
0: oh, that's really appear I, as really I, interesting. I, I feel like we yeah. should do a piece on this because I, I don't think I totally get that anyway. I would but
1: be happy to. Yeah, well, maybe we should to. at some point. But, 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 uh, but, sorry. Uh, and, and then and and then you you can run your plugins on the mixer but you can run them in logic or in your daw and just use the, the processing power of soundgrid in the same way that you can do with with apollo okay. um but it's um uh, but i mean it's quite interesting to see those high end um portable interfaces uh, I use the Focusrite uh, Scarlett, the, the small thing, and it's fine for you know. But uh, but it, I haven't tried the the Rupert Neve um, Steinberg interface. I think this should sound really good. Yeah, Ga- oh Gaz, uh, has. let me let me
0: introduce you to my friend Gaz because uh, we did a piece on that. And uh, the, 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 oh, the one sorry, the- I missed it. The Transformers, isn't it, Gaz? And that that did. Yeah, that. I mean, it, there was a certain magic something about it, wasn't it? It wasn't, you know, like oh, having definitely. a neat desk, but it definitely did something, right?
2: Oh, it definitely, yeah. And I mean, it on nearly everything. There was a few things I found strangely when I put acoustic guitar through it, would up, and it. This may be a combination of the microphone and the acoustic guitar, etc. But I that was the only thing i didn't like everything else i preferred it in you know uh, like things like vocals it just give it that it just gave it that 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 lovely little presency peak that uh, um yeah i liked it uh, as an overall as an interface i i, I was a, it, it didn't have enough expandability for me it didn't have any Ada expandability or so for a you know well, there are, no, there are. I, I,
0: isn't there one that does because i don't think that was there's there's another not one. in
2: there's... the neve range not uh, in the rt okay. i beg your the, pardon the, uh, sorry yeah um but uh it's yeah it was uh yeah very good i mean if you were looking for a very simple very very simple audio interface because it was very simple uh, and
1: quite portable then it was
2: yeah, what's not so good with that though is the um, it's got some DSP in it, which is the I think it's like using some Yamaha DSP, so there's the RevX and uh, some other uh, it was a bit clunky to if you wanted to use the the, the DSP, um, but but it's okay. It's, it, I mean, it sounds good, but the interface was a bit clunky, but yeah, just exactly. switching but those transformers...
1: That, sorry that was my point sorry. about the the workflow when when you mix and you basically you don't want to get out of your daw so you don't want to have mm. buses going to different outputs and then in the in the inter in the sound in, in the sound card interface uh mix basically gotcha. uh route them into effect returns and then routing them back into logic or protos in order to record them and print the mix you know so that's kind of a cumbersome um way of working with it which which at this day and age i don't think really justified justifies the the offload that you get so you can use a rev x or something like that on your mix but you know is it worth the effort if you mm. if you find a yeah.
3: yeah
1: you know or if you like it you can use a convolution reverb run a sweep through it Basically, capture its sound and use it in your door, which is what I would do for something yeah. like that.
0: <laughs> cool. uh, another option, anyway. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I I, I think we we've, we've reached five o'clock, and it feels like it might be a good time to kind of wind things up. Maybe uh, we mm. can. There was one other. Topic can I just but say I think we can get well, onto that? There was just time. one we'll bit though. Up. Yeah. <laughs>
2: just one thing about that though, about the plugins being FPGA powered uh, with the Antelope ones. Um, and I was trying to work out how that would kind of work, because um, cause with the FPGA stuff, they they process stuff but at that, like is it like two point exactly. six megahertz or something? And so so that I
1: just so that in in itself applies that you pr- probably wouldn't be able to run those plugins in your DAW un- unless there's like a massive kind of wrapper or something like that, which will probably be based on even something like real-time streaming because that will be an easier way almost to to convert or to basically get those two different methods of processing to talk with each other right
0: i I think the fpga from what i was reading about they use it to almost configure like a component model or a component level on the fly so it's good for modeling my camps eqs and things like that because effectively the fpga is being programmed to be a set of uh, resistors and, 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 and signal paths. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like a hardware software path. So, it, yes, exactly. not a DSP, it's actually a physical link to it. works in a completely it. different yeah, it's way. Yeah, it works in a different yeah. way. Yeah, that's right. I think that's well. That's sort of cleared it up. Kind of a uh, very uh, <laughs> I, I don't maybe we'll do a special on the difference between FPGAs and DSP one day, but perhaps not at the end of the show. But anyway, thank you guys. It's been great as ever, and thank you so much for joining us, Yoan. It's been lovely to have you, and I hope we can get you again. My pleasure, and I, I would as love to talk to you a bit about the studio grid stuff and when we get the opportunity. So maybe uh, maybe we can make that happen at some point. Okay, let's do it. Okay, and th- yeah, and thank you for joining us. And also, Gaz Williams, thank you for joining us as well. Uh, we'll see you later in the week. And uh, thank you for um, the RD8 piece as well. That's gone down very well. well. I don't know where we are at the fingers, moment.
2: That, but... Fingers crossed, it's going to do twenty-four. I want it to do twenty-four thousand views in twenty-four hours. So that's what I'm hoping for.
1: Okay, at, at twenty-four bit.
0: At twenty-four, bit, yeah, <laughs> 24 we bit. Well, it is analog, though. Yeah, yeah so I don't know yeah. how that would work. But oh, that's yes, true. I, I take your point. Yeah. I think it probably mm. will, actually. But, um, do you yeah, reckon? So I think so. I think that might be a
2: record for me to be on something to, to have done
0: that. Well, um, there you go.
2: Yeah.
0: You picked Ooh, the right excited. you picked the right <laughs> unit to be able to do that with. Anyway, thank you oh, so yeah. much for everybody <laughs> for joining us. Thank you for all of you people in the, the chat rooms. Uh, that's the YouTube chat room, which uh, is available every time we go live for Sonic Talk. And also the IRC chat room, if that's your preferred method of connection. Uh, there are some people on Twitch as well, but I can't show that at the same time. Um, but yes, that's it. Sonic Talk episode 580 for real this time. And don't forget, if you want to enter the competition <laughs> to win Neutron 3, we're looking for the hashtag channel processing, one word, and the hashtag Neutron 3 uh, to, on, on Twitter to at SonicState and at Inc. That's it for this time. I want to say thank you very much to everybody. We'll wave goodbye as we do the play out. Uh, that's it for this week. See you next time. Bye-bye.